4: Hosted by M.C. 8 and Big Steel is every Thursday I already a know. podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts
1: Wake that ass up uh, in the morning The Breakfast Club
0: Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest joining us today. Yes, indeed. The brother, Gary Chambers Jr. Welcome back, brother.
5: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate y'all having me. Running for U.S. Senate in Louisiana. Yes, sir.
1: Uh, Wanted to have you on, man, just because, Jesus Christ, what the hell is happening, man?
5: It's wild. It's (laughs) wild. Uh, You know, I can't tell if it's 2022 or 1873. Wow. The logic of the Supreme Court today, I think, is comparative to the Supreme Court in the 1800s. Um, How do we get Supreme Court justices? The U.S. Senate. Mm -hmm. They vote and approve these people, and they send them there, and these folks have worked for 50 years to get to this point. And I think that a lot of us uh, thought it was a game that our rights could be stripped away. Um, but this is step one. And to every black or brown person in America, if white men will take the rights of their own women and daughters from them, what about you? That's
1: mm-hmm. right. Can, can we, let's talk about that big picture view, because today it is Roe versus Wade, but like you said, this is just the beginning. So, so what are your thoughts on just the Supreme Court overall and what it is they could potentially do?
5: I think I'm going to go to the solution first. Mm -hmm. Uh, The solution is we have to pack the court. Yes. Um, There's a lot of folks who are talking about uh, not doing so. But that is the answer. The Supreme Court was not always the numbers that it is. Look in the history book and read. Um, The reality is gay rights, voting rights, policing in America. There was just a ruling on Miranda rights by the Supreme Court. That went Uh, under the rug, too. There's there's a ruling about gun rights at the same time that they are stripping away women's rights. They're expanding gun rights uh, while people are having a gun violence epidemic as well as mass shootings in this country. And so I think that we are headed backwards. Even the, the Congresswoman making the statement the other night uh, thanking President Trump uh, for protecting white life, mm-hmm. right? And then saying that it wasn't... That wasn't what she, she was saying. saying the
6: right to life. That's she a said. lie. Yeah. She knew what know. she was saying. When and the everybody shared when they heard white life, too. Correct. They crazy. Cause,
5: cause She the mind, She clapped for herself. <laughs> the the mind went. thought and said what it was prepared to say inside. Mm-hmm. It came out. It just slipped out. And so... You know, you could walk it back all you want to, but this is the reality we're dealing with. So, what do people And when you do? talk
6: about packing the courts, who has the authority to do that? Because Joe Biden, they're saying, is reluctant and does not want to...
5: The Supreme pack. Court, I mean, the the Senate and the president together. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Senate decides that they want to change legislation to expand the court, the president has to approve that. Um, and if Joe Biden doesn't want to do that, then he shouldn't be the president. So what can people do?
0: Because we talk about, they said, you know, everybody heard what happened over the weekend. Everybody goes, vote! vote. But for the last couple of years, they say that we had record number of minorities come out and vote. So
5: what can people do? So let me let me, let me me quantify that. We vote for the president. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to legislative seats, we sit on our tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, the senator that I'm running against, John Kennedy, and I sent these numbers to Charlemagne the other day, mm-hmm. he was elected in 2018. Uh, 26% of black voters in New Orleans showed up. 36% of black voters in Baton Rouge showed up. of black voters in Shreveport showed up. He won with 536,000 votes, and there are 900,000 registered black voters in the state of Louisiana. If black folks alone had showed up, John Kennedy wouldn't be in the U.S. Senate. That's another number that we have that helps us to pass all of these things. You can't just have 50 votes when you got two U.S. senators who are voting against you consistently in Kristen Sinema and Joe Manchin, and you need to expand the margins. The solution is... Uh, Charles Booker in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. The solution is Mandela Barnes in Wisconsin. It's me in Louisiana. It is uh, Big John in Pennsylvania, right? There are people who are running right now who share the same values, who have the same conviction, and they're not moderate Democrats. They believe that when you get power, you do something with the power that you're given. What's going
6: on in Louisiana with Roe v.ersus Wade? Because I know now it's a state-by-state decision.
5: So we have one of uh, the worst laws in the country, as it relates to this, we only had three abortion clinics in the entire state: they one in Baton Rouge, down. one in Baton Rouge, one in New Orleans, and one in Shreveport. All three of them instantly closed because we had a trigger law mm. uh, signed into law by a moderate Democrat. Okay. Wow. Uh, in Louisiana, we don't have a single woman currently in the state senate mm. uh, that is pro-choice. Black or white.
6: That's crazy. Mm.
5: Okay? So when you, when you process that, um, it is because the the masses of us stay home and let a, a, a minority of us decide who res, represents the majority of us. Um, and so that's the problem in Louisiana. So women in Louisiana have no reproductive rights at this point.
6: And who does that affect the most when it comes to women in Louisiana, just to break that down?
5: that That affects black people, black women the most. It affects... Uh, brown women it affects poor people across the board Uh, Louisiana is the 50th ranked state in the nation. So we have a huge poor population of black and white people. It will affect them the most because if you have uh, somebody who's in New Iberia, Louisiana, who gets pregnant and doesn't want to have that baby, that person now has to go to New Mexico or Illinois are the closest places that they can go. If I can't afford $350, $400 for uh, a procedure in my state, how do I afford uh, an $800 plane ticket, a $300 hotel room, and the procedure? Mm-hmm. That I have to do. All, All that of that, absolutely. Right? it, absolutely. And
6: you're not gonna go by yourself. Somebody has to come with you, so that person has to get a flight, also.
5: It becomes an impossible mm-hmm. situation for women in our state. And to men, okay, uh, you should be concerned. Okay? There's a lot of men who have unprotected sex in this country. They're gonna go after contraceptives. They've already said this. Clarence mm-hmm. Thomas has already said uh that he believes that they should look at what we do as far as money on contraceptives.
6: And then not to mention people who don't have the money to travel, they may try to find another means of having an abortion that would be illegal and also unsafe.
5: I watched this documentary, The James, on HBO Max recently about uh, abortion procedures in Chicago before Roe v. Wade, um, and there were... uh, Terrible things that women went through, and I encourage everybody to go watch it because mm-hmm. there's a perspective that we just don't know, especially mm-hmm. as men. Um, the emotional capacity of how women were treated, women having to do sexual favors in order to have a procedure. Uh, I'm a father of a 12-year-old daughter. All right, I want my daughter to grow up to have the ability to make whatever decisions in her life she chooses to make. That it, it would be the same if I had a son, right? America has not afforded that, and and the reality is. Black people have only had their rights since the 60s, and women have only had their rights in this country since the 70s. Mm-hmm. So when we say that all of these sexist and racist things are ages ago, no. That Roe v. Wade passed 12 years before I was born. That's right. Right? That's, that's not a, a massive amount of time. My father was born without all of his constitutional rights. Right. That's not that's not slavery. That's that's that impacts our lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, and I am the first generation in my family born with all my rights. While America tells us, oh, this is the greatest country on mm-hmm. Earth since when? Exactly. That's
1: why that's that's the problem with guys like President Biden. Right. They believe in the institution of America so much. But he's a straight white male. It's always worked for him
5: since the founding, since the Constitution. Uh, you know, Frederick Douglass uh, uh, gave a speech about what is the Fourth of July to the slave. Uh, what is the 4th of July to the Negro? We're going into Essence weekend, 4th of July weekend, mm-hmm. next weekend. What do we have to celebrate about America today? Damn, that's
7: real. Mm-hmm. Gas prices
5: right. high as hell, mm-hmm. bread, bread, milk uh your energy bill, you're taking away people's rights, you're building an unjust bill, uh, uh, government and then telling us to be excited about it.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: nah, I'm not with it.
1: you know, you, you said something earlier about using power and I, I asked you this this weekend, but uh, you know we know elections have consequences, but i I, I want to know what consequences consequences worse. Republicans who get in office and abuse power, are Democrats we put in office who don't use that power to protect us from that abuse.
5: In my eyes, there's no difference between the two. Mm. Um, if you're not helping advance the cause of people, the people that you represent, you're no different than the devil that we're fighting. That's, right. uh, that's why we have to be intentional about putting a demand on people up front and then making sure that there's the accountability measures. The, if you elect a president, but you don't elect a House and a Senate that's going to check that president, I don't care if they're in your party or out of your party, you're never going to accomplish anything. I don't believe in blind political loyalty. I just don't believe in it. You give somebody your vote, and then you hold them accountable after you give them that vote. And then if you don't do what you say you're going to do, we don't reelect you. Mm-hmm. The other problem is we have too many elected officials who have uh, stayed too long, their ideology and their view of the world is different than that of us, That's and right, we right. have to inherit their decisions, right? Some of them are going to be gone in 10, 15 years, and we'll be here for the next 50 years dealing with decisions that they made today. And and what I would hope they would do is consider retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to call out any of our favorite black or white older politicians that have been there since the 80s or the 90s, but how long you going to stay? And, and the second question is, how long we going to vote for them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, at some point, we have to be accountable to ourselves that if I'm giving you numbers saying that in the Senate race, 26 percent of black voters in New Orleans showed up, we gave them the election. Mm -hmm. We gave it to them. And let me say this, mm -hmm. we gave it to them in part because the state party in Louisiana gave us a white Democrat that black voters did not want to vote for also. Mm That's a part of the conversation. He's a moderate white Democrat, a moderate white Democrat that black folks had no relationship with. There's a moderate white Democrat that black folks have no relationship running against me. Right. Mm. What will the party do? Because the country is on the line at this point. Mm -hmm. We don't have time to play these games. And see, that's what
1: bothers me, too. It's like, okay, if we know we have these moderate white Democrats or these blue dog Democrats, as they call them, why not call them out? Like, why not say, look, look, we don't want y'all supporting him. We want y'all supporting this person because this person is going to actually get into the Senate, get into the House and, you know, vote to make change.
5: Well, folks like myself do do that Okay, um, consistently. We I've run against them um, to try to put them out of office. We have the we have to have the resources. There are people challenging these people all over the country. Mm-hmm. We're not raising the money that the establishment Democrats are raising. Uh, we need to see. The people who are making all this noise right now about caring about this issue showing up for us and hosting fundraisers in galvanizing voters because the candidates that are out here championing these causes, cannot win without the resources. Charles Booker will not be victorious in Kentucky if he doesn't get every black influencer in the state of Kentucky to step up and have his back in a meaningful way, to at concerts register voters, right, to at clubs register voters, because brothers and sisters that's going to the club, when you leave the club, if you're not thinking about the consequences of your decisions that night, you no longer have the right to get the procedures or a Plan B peel in certain states. Mm-hmm. Has That's it been real.
6: difficult for you to get influence, influential people in Louisiana to galvanize for you?
5: No, because we work really hard at mm-hmm. it. Um, we, we are aggressive at going after uh, the influences in our state, and we're grateful for their support, but I know that we could have more, um, and we could have more people who, you don't have to understand it all to recognize that we're in a bad place, and what you have the capacity to do is raise money and influence people. That And it's that simple. What we need the people who have influence to do is raise money and influence people so that those of us who understand the policies and that you have seen consistently go out there and do the work, go in there and do it. Because a zebra does not change its stripes. If you have somebody who, as a candidate, was not out there fighting for your rights before, you never saw him at a protest, you never saw him advocating for certain things, why do you expect them to do that when they become an elected
3: official? Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher.
8: Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Now, you can also talk about expanding the gun laws. Break that down for people that don't know.
5: Well, so what the Supreme Court did was basically say that states don't have the capacity to uh, restrict whether or not somebody can conceal carry that people can have a right to bear arms wherever they are in this country, that you can restrict certain locations like churches and schools, mm-hmm. and that that should be looked at. But Clarence Thomas even suggested we have to be careful when we look at what we're examining there. Uh, I, I posted a tweet the other day that I'm trying to find out where's the trade option for Thomas because I'm t- I'm tired of it. Yes, you man. know, How do we get rid of this guy and we get rid of him by making sure that the next time there's a vacancy on the Supreme Court that there's a Democratic majority— there that passes somebody forward that's going to be about justice right um it's going to happen they won't live forever but do we have the mechanisms of power when they're when it's time to make that change but
1: even when we have the mechanisms of power we don't use them for example you know um rbg should have stepped down she should have retired and they should have forced her to step
5: back. There's a lot of people who love to call, talk about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and I don't even like giving her the RBG title because, you know, that 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 puts a lot of stank on her name that I don't like, think Like is revolutionary necessary. black yeah, gangster. You know, she stayed on the court for <laughs> selfish reasons, in my opinion. And nobody yeah. wants to say that. Did she do some great things while she was on the court? Yeah, but a broke clock can be right twice a day.
1: Mm-hmm. That and uh, when when Mitch McConnell blocked, you know, Obama's Picking 2016 and saying it was too close to the election. Why didn't they push back? Why did they just allow themselves to now get they bullied?
5: Did, they did push back when Obama was robbed of their right to appoint a justice. Now, the, the deal is Republicans show you what to do when they get power. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that when they get power, they are not playing by the rules. This whole notion that we would not end the filibuster. If Republicans were there today Oof. and they wanted to do something, Gone. they are going to break the rule of the filibuster and they're going to pass it. Because at the end of the day, it's a stupid rule anyway. And the filibuster wasn't even always there. You know, these are things that we don't know in history, and they don't teach us that these are rules that were devised in order to make sure that they made the process more difficult for people like you and I to have rights.
1: We, listen, we know why Joe Manchin is not going to vote to get rid of the filibuster, because he's, he's just Democrat name only. But why wouldn't, you know, Joe Biden want to do things like expand the court? Why isn't he calling for the filibuster to be I, ended?
5: I think, and this is in fairness to the president. He's an old white man who went to the Senate in his 30s, right, in the 70s and spent his entire adulthood growing up among these people who he refers to. And that's his lived experience. We mm-hmm. cannot rob him mm-hmm. of his lived experience. What we have to decide is we don't want people with that lived experience. All right. You know, uh, he has a right to believe what he believes. We have a right to not vote for him. If, if you will not change to the will of the people. It is our will by our vote, and if we don't want if we don't want what we see, then he needs to be challenged in twenty twenty four. He needs to be primary.
6: When it comes to these January sixth hearings mm-hmm. that we've been watching, what can potentially happen to Donald Trump? Do you think anything will happen at all? Do you think he'll run for president again?
5: I think Trump will possibly run for president again, and I don't think that they're gonna do Trump anything. Man, yeah, they already said it. They already it, said it. Said it, it a... what, what What does it it to some degree, America, white America is going to say, how does it benefit us to uh, arrest a former president of this country? That is just going to be their logic, that there is no gain for us in arresting him. But now, for
6: somebody who commits a crime, they should be arrested no matter what your job is.
5: Yeah, but we know the rules ain't fair in America. Mm-hmm. That's right. Never have been. Not, you so, saw so what,
1: what he, Jamie Raskin said yesterday. He said that charges for Trump or others are not a principal interest. He said, oh, we want the American people to know the truth So a coup can never happen in this country again. I'm like, well, how is it not going to happen again if you don't hold the people accountable? Who caused it shouldn't
6: even be able to run for president again.
1: He's going to run for president again.
6: At minimum, it shouldn't even be allowed.
5: I think that we have to recognize uh, that in the hierarchy of rich billionaires and rich white folks in America, um, that they're just they play by different rules. And, And if we want those rules to change, our power is there. So we just do you, have to utilize. What
0: do you tell somebody who, who voted for Biden? They felt like Biden did absolutely positively nothing, nothing that he agreed, nothing that he said he was going to do. Now, I don't think Biden is going to run again. Maybe he will, maybe would not But then you have Donald Trump running again. So
5: what do you tell those people now? I would tell them that even on his worst day, he's better than the other garbage that we had. Um, and that if you want better, that the generations before us had to put in work to elect better leaders to do. This is the work. This this whole logic that things are just going to magically change is B.S. They never have. Uh, We have to be committed to saying that we want to see change happen and doing the work. We have to elect people on the local level, the state level and the federal level. And the legislative powers is where we really have uh, the most the most of a deficit, I believe. And if we pay attention, we always pay attention to the executives, the mayor, the governor, the Mm -hmm. president. But the people who control the levels of power are your congresspeople, your senators, your city council people. And we just we stay out of those races. Ask, ask the next person who comes on your show who is their city council member, school board member, state rep, uh, state senator. Ask them. Do they know him? I can tell you my school board member is Darius Landis. I can tell you that my house member is Edmund Jordan. I can tell you that my senator is Barra. I can tell you that my congressperson uh, is uh, Carter. I can tell you, every elected official from the from the lowest local level all the way up to the highest. And if you don't know that, that is a part of the problem.
1: That, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you, you you up here, because, you know, I look and I see these established establishment Democrats. They never seem to support the change agents. Right. Whether it's Nina Turner, whether it's yourself, like when, when, I, when I even ask about you, you're like, oh, they can't win. Well, Why?
5: I can't win if you don't help me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, if, 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 if I'm telling you that, that this man won with 536,000 votes, that there are 900,000 registered black voters in Louisiana, 1.2 million eligible black voters, and 30% of white voters in our state consistently vote for Democrats, mm-hmm. and we have a Democrat elected as governor, how come somebody black can't do it? That's right. Because we don't have $10 million? Because the Democrat that's elected in my state statewide, the difference between him, there was a sister named Gwen Collins Greenup that ran for secretary of state in Louisiana. She got 41% of the vote. She had $9,000 in the bank. Mm. In the same year, John Bell Edwards won the governor's race. He had $10 million. Mm. That's the difference. The money gives you the ability. These pens, these
6: shirts, these mailers,
5: these commercials, they're not free. And the consultants and the staff that you see, you have to pay for the gas. You have to pay for the uh, everything that you see is a cost to it. anything, yep. You know, and so for for those of us who want to see it happen, this resource is not for me to get rich. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, most of those who are running for office, really championing, they're not winning financially. They are fighting for something bigger than them to get to a point to help all of us. And what we have to recognize is if if they're going to make that sacrifice, what's the sacrifice that we're going to make?
1: That's right. Did you get a lot of backlash for your promo that, that was in support of two A rights? I I thought it was right on the money.
5: We didn't. We didn't get a lot of uh, negative feedback. We didn't get a lot of national exposure to it. Uh, and I think that we didn't get a lot of national exposure is because we cut straight to the issue. That's right. Um, I am a when when Buffalo happened, I didn't really know how to respond to that because I have a 76 year old mother and a 12 year old daughter, right? Mm-hmm. That my daughter goes to the grocery store my mother all the time Mm -hmm. she goes to the grocery store with her mother all the time and when I watched that video and I saw this white dude walk in the store shoot these folks see this white guy the white guy screams he said well I'm sorry don't shoot him and walk out the door Mm -hmm. right how do I feel safe with my mama going to the store
1: yeah nigga written on his gun on the gun Mm
5: -hmm. right so we made a video shooting Klansmen to respond to that and we were gonna release it the day after you've already happened but then you've already happened and we said well we can't drop a video with me shooting the Klansman uh under those circumstances and so then we retooled and we did a school shooter video but I could not address gun rights in America without addressing what happened in Buffalo mm-hmm. um and I'm a gun owner um and I know that millions of people in this country are gun owners. in sure. Louisiana since 2000 six million guns have been sold in our state okay you're not gonna get guns away from people, this logic that we should just get rid of guns. There are too many guns in America. There are more guns than people. You're not going to get away with guns, get rid of guns. What you can do is have sensible legislation uh, and a process to own a gun that is that makes it secure and understands who owns this weapon. And, and at least we say we try to make sure that responsible people have guns. And so if there's a choice between my mother going home, my daughter going home and me going home and are you me and my family going home? And I think that any American has the right to p- protect and defend their family. But do I believe that people need the ability to kill dozens of people in seconds?
0: No. So I was going to ask you, so what are you, what is your thoughts on semi-automatic weapons and rifles and long guns?
5: It doesn't matter what my thoughts are on it because there are too many of them out here for us to get rid of them. And I think that we need to be realistic with ourselves about that. I think that we need to have a process to owning any type of weapon in this country. I think that that is realistic legislation. I think that we... We, we can talk idealistic policy, and we can talk about what we can actually get done. And what we can actually get done is a process of making sure, and even this logic that an 18-year-old should be able to get these guns. No, they shouldn't. Uh, you can join the military if you're 18. Yeah, but you get training when you join the military, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so if you're going to use a weapon in the confines of a job that you're trained to use it in, cool. But other than that, I don't think an 18-year-old should have a gun. I agree. These what, are sensible things.
1: What do you think about the, uh, the, the gun safety bill that Biden just signed in the law? What do you think about that one?
5: Like that napkin right there. Just <laughs> a little piece of paper. Mm. You know, it, it's it's not meaningful. It's to say that they did something. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the red flag uh, incentives are actually have the potential to be beneficial. But if you ask any of the organizations that are really doing gun rights uh, legisl- policy work, they would tell you that they would prefer much, much more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't agree with nothing that says bipartisan
5: nowadays. I, if Bill Cassidy is on the thing, who's a senator from the other senator from Louisiana, Ain't nothing in it coming out there good for black folks, <laughs> okay? Ain't nothing good in it coming out there that's sensible in in this country because he does not care. Yeah, you know. And so telling me that he's a part of it, he's only gonna be a part of it if he thinks that it's beneficial for the community that he represents.
1: I think it's safe to say that the Republican Party is just the party of white supremacists.
5: It's now. the Klan. That's it. It's the Klan. So it's like when and, I, I Walker uh, oh, no. running in Georgia is just a, a blackface blackface black Klan member. Mm-hmm. That's it. If you, if you are a part of the Republican Party listening to the things that they are saying right now. And here's the other thing. The the top 10 states in America, seven out of 10 of them are ran by either Democratic governors or Democratic legislatures. The top bottoms, the, the top lowest states in America are either seven out of the 10 of them. Are Republican legislators or Republican governors? So you don't even have to ask my opinion. Republican policies are failing. Look at the Deep South. Right. Mm-hmm. Louisiana and Mississippi is almost completely ran by Republicans in uh, our state legis- legislature, as well as the governorship in Mississippi. We have a Democrat governor, but we have a super majority in the legislature and Republicans. And we rank 50 and 49. So if Republican policies are successful, why aren't they working in Louisiana and Mississippi? Mm. Why, why are we failing? Why are the number one through three states in this country run by Democrats? Why are the bottom three states run by Republicans?
0: <laughs> and now how can people support you if they don't know? How can they support you? If they don't live in Louisiana and they just want to support you, whether it's financially, whatever they can do, how can they support you?
5: They can go to chambersforlouisiana.com to make a contribution. We need contributions. The end of the quarter is coming up. We want to be as strong as possible. Uh, As we come to this end of the quarter, uh, we need folks to phone bank for us Toward the end of this summer, we're going to start phone banking heavily. You can call from anywhere in this country. You can make calls for us. So you can sign up at uh, chambersforlouisiana.com to volunteer. There's a take action tab. You can click for that. There's a donate tab. You can click for the contributions. Um, and then leaning on the Democratic Party to step up for us. Uh, the national party and the state party in Louisiana—we're the only person with the shot at sending John Kennedy home in this race. Uh, we have proven that we can build a national conversation from the worst-ranked state in this country, and we need them to get off their ass and do something.
1: What, what do you say to people who say Gary Chambers does not have a chance at victory?
5: I'd say they're lying. And how do you know? Mm. <laughs> I—they in in my last race, I missed it by fifteen hundred votes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. If you add up all the other people who ran in the race that I said for six months, for the for the ninety days we were in the special election, I said uh, none of them could win. The the amount of votes of those people was the amount of votes I needed to make it to the runoff. Wow!
6: And you did mention the Essence Festival is coming up this weekend. So are you doing anything?
5: We have like- an event Saturday at the Jazz Market. We're going to drop out uh, flyer today. Uh, Tisha Campbell's actually going to be hosting a day party with us. Uh, at Essence Festival this Saturday, so that's going to be a great thing. Uh, we want to just connect with people, make sure folks are registered to vote, and then just enjoy the culture of our state and our city, and we want you to come to Louisiana. We want more of you to move yeah. to the South. Saturday where? Saturday at the Jazz Market in Jazz New Orleans. Market. Yes, All right, I'm going to pull up. I'll be there I, Saturday.
1: I love it, man, because, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't understand how when you see people like the Joe Mansions, the, the, the cinemas, why Democrats aren't speaking out against them, and I don't understand why they're not supporting people like Yourself, actual change agents.
5: I think we have the capacity in the culture to send them all home. We just have to organize to make it happen. We are the most powerful uh, weapon in this country. We show it consistently. Uh, Every business in this country is trying to figure out how do they capitalize off of us. We need to figure out how we mobilize that to make the change we want to see happen for all of us. And when black people are good in this country, everybody's going to be good. That's right. There you have it. Gary Chambers, Jr., We appreciate you for
0: joining us, and we'll see you this weekend out in uh, New Orleans. Thank you all. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning.
3: Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Delve into the visceral world of hip hop with the Gangster Chronicles.
8: Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
1: It's like the police knew who he was before they got here.
2: From iHeart Podcasts, a medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life.
1: He's breathing right now. Yes, he's
8: absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually.
2: A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall
5: in line, they fall in line.
7: Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew.
2: I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast,
8: or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Whitsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket.